This program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries. Coming up next on Changing Your World. The Word is the final authority. I got to know the will of God for my life. Now, once you settle that, once the, the Word's the first place. In fact, the Word is the first, first move when anything happens. When crazy stuff happens, the Word is the first move. What's God say about it? Baby, need a pair of shoes? Look, you got a light bill due. You even got a gas bill too. The Word of God's the first move. It's the first move. I go to the Word. What's the Word have to say about it? What does the Word have to say about it? As a Christian, you are basing everything you do in this life based on God's Word. Ladies, are you ready to find your worth? This is an awesome experience. It's amazing. Join us for three life-changing days at the 2020 Worth Radical Women's Conference, March 19th through the 21st, and learn just how valuable you are. Mark my words, this is going to be epic. Register today for this radical event at taffydollar.org or text RADICAL to 51555. chapter 2 and verse 16 and 20 and 21 in the New Living Translation. We've been talking about 10 ways to respond to the finished works of Jesus. 10 ways to respond to grace. 10 ways to respond to what grace has already made available uh, for us all. And, you know, one of the things that I've been trying to just really get uh, into your thinking is if Jesus has already done a thing, then you shouldn't be trying to do a thing because it's already done. If Jesus has already healed you, if Jesus has already made you righteous, if Jesus has already uh, made you whole, if Jesus has already done it, then as Christian people, we should not be trying to do what's already done. I use for an illustration. If I were to come out of here and say to you, sit down, and you've already been seated, and I continue to insist, sit down, and you've already been seated, eventually you're going to start questioning my mental health. Uh, well, somehow we keep doing that where God is concerned. You know, God delivered me. He said, we did that. God healed me. We did that. God made me righteous. He, we did that. And so as Christian people, we cannot find ourselves doing what Jesus has already done and we've got to get to the point where we can receive by faith, it's finished. Receive by faith, it's already done. And so then faith will take possession of what has already been done rather than you coming up with some kind of religious activity to try to get it done. And so in light of that, I, I wanna, I'm, I'm, the series is about teaching you how to respond to what's already done. In other words, what does it look like then? If I'm not doing something to get it done because it's already done, what does faith look like responding to something that's already done? That's what faith is. It is a positive response to what has already been made available. But how does that look? Practically, how does that look? What am I supposed to, what does it look like? 
uh, for me to respond to what Jesus has already done. So we begin here in Galatians 2.16. Let's read it out loud together. Galatians 2.16, ready, read. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ and not by obeying the law. Stop. That is so radical, right? Because most of us, all of our lives, we've gone to church and we heard you got to obey the law in order to be right with God. And you're not right with God if you do that or you don't do that. And the scripture says you're not made right with God by obeying the law. You're made right with God by your faith in Jesus Christ your faith in Jesus Christ, and your faith in the finished works of Jesus Christ, and your faith in what Jesus has already made available. That's how you may right with God. Now, we are not uh, justifying bad behavior. You have to say that because that's what people begin to think about. But what he says is if you'll have faith in what Jesus has already done, uh, then, you know, that's when you're made right with God. You're not made right with God by keeping the law. That's so radical. You know what would happen if your mama saw that scripture? <laughs> All right. Now watch this. He said, uh, and we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ. So we're made right with God because we believe what Jesus did. We believe that through the blood and through the body of Jesus Christ, We've been delivered. We've been made right with God. We've been made the righteousness of God, not based on what we do, but based on what he did and our faith in what he did. And rest of the scripture, he says, not because we've obeyed the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. I mean to tell you, that goes against everything I heard growing up. No one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. The only way you can be made right with God is by believing and trusting in what Jesus has done for you and your faith to uh, appropriate or to take possession of what is already done. And, and really, that's what the Christian life is about. It's about a relationship with Jesus and taking possession of what he's already done. Turn to two people and tell them, it is finished. It is finished. So we've defined faith, faith in Jesus, we've defined faith as a positive response to what's already made available. You came in here, you saw these seats, they were constructed a certain way, and you responded in a way that said, I have confidence in this seat's ability to support me, and you took a seat. I like that. Come on now, you took a seat. I want you to be able to say, I took healing. I took deliverance. I took promotion. You, you responded, right? You responded. Now, we've talked about the first two ways to respond. We actually, we stuck on the second one. First of all, it's believing in the love that God has for you. If you don't believe God loves you, you won't believe what he says. If you don't believe God loves you, you won't believe what he promised. Number two, to make a decision to believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ. And we've been talking about that. The first part we talked about was that uh, your, your um, forgiveness is already done. Uh, secondly, your redemption is already done. Thirdly, judgment is already done. So you can check those off the list of things that you don't try to do because it's already done. So today we're going to talk about your healing is a done deal. Your healing is already done. 
So I'm going to lay a foundation for healing. Your healing is already done emotionally, brokenness, and in your physical body, your healing is already done. I'm pretty qualified to teach on this this morning because I took healing for meningitis. I took healing for cancer. I'm here today healthy and aging backwards. You listening to me? My wife has experienced some supernatural healing. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, I remember one time, I don't know how many years ago, we went to have some tumors moved, and when the doctor opened you up, he was already gone. Praise God. Yeah. So, you know, we, we need to begin to teach on things like this in a practical way, just in case you need it one day. You can go pull it out your drawer when you need it, praise God. I would rather it be in your heart so you'll know how to do it. But you may know people that have no idea how to respond to, 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 to the report of a doctor. They have no idea. Now, listen to this. I'm going to lay a foundation for this. You go into a, a, a place, the doctor says, you have cancer, you have this disease, you have that, or you're, you're, you're wounded emotionally, or, or, or you're going through some type of depression. The first move is towards the Word. The first place you go, you go to the Word as the final authority. What you heard from the doctor is not the final authority. The final authority is what the Word says. You go to the Word. That's the first place. Please believe me, that's the first move. You go to the Word. The Word is your final authority. What do I mean go to the Word? Go to the Bible and you retrieve every scripture that talks about you being healed already. You go to the Bible. See, see, here's, it's a real simple choice. The doctor doesn't have a cure for everything that comes up with you. But supernaturally, it's already done. So either trust what he says or trust what I say and trust what God's already done. I ain't going to sit up here trying to beg you to get this. You're going to need it one day. Somebody said, I don't believe in miracles anymore. You will when you need one. Amen. Go to the Word as your final authority. Until the will of God is known, faith won't work. You have to know that it's God's will, and you have to believe it and see it, that it is God's will for you to be healed. The will of God does not automatically come to pass. You know, it was God's will for all to be saved. But how many of you know that doesn't automatically come to pass? God's will is for everybody on the planet to be saved. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't come to pass automatically. What? You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision to respond. For by grace are you saved, but you get it how? Through faith. So you have to make a decision to respond to the salvation that's been made available. Salvation has been made available for the whole world, but only those who respond take hold of it. Amen? Amen. And so the will of God doesn't automatically come to pass. In fact, look at Luke chapter 5 before I give you these 10 steps. Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 13. The will of God doesn't automatically come to pass. Here's a situation here where this guy wanted to know if it was God's will to heal him. King James Version. And he wanted to know if God wanted to, to heal him. And he says, and it came to pass 
when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus, who seeing Jesus, that's important, let's see Jesus, amen, who seeing Jesus fell on his face, besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. So he knew God could make him clean and heal him, but he just didn't know if it was his will. He says, I know you can heal, and I know you can do great things, but I don't know if it's your will for you to do it for me. See, most of you believe that God's a miracle worker, and most of you believe that God's a healer. But sometimes the question is, will he heal me? And the answer to that question is what? Yes. Look what happened in the next verse here. In verse 13, and he put forth his hands and he touched him. He said, watch this, I will be thou clean. And what happened? Immediately the leprosy departed him from him. The will of God is known and, and, and your faith, you won't be able to respond positively until you know it's the will of God for you to be healed. Now, I know there are lots of us, all of us in here, we've had somebody in our lives that died of sickness and disease, and we went through a lot of emotions, and sometimes there's the tempt temptation to say, well, I just don't believe it because of the number of people uh, that died of a different sickness or disease. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know, nor will I pretend to give you an explanation for that. But what, what I will tell you is Jesus is still healing today. Why? Wait a minute. Because he's already done it. That same temptation came over my head to say, well, you know what? There are lots of people who are dead from the cancer that I had. And I just, something on the inside of me, which is the Holy Spirit, saying, no, it's not God's will. And I'm, I'm not going to base what's going to happen to me based on what's happened to everybody else. I don't know why that happened, and I'm not going to try to get an answer to why that happened, but I am going to, going to receive that it's God's will for me to be healed, and in the name of Jesus, I take it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, glory be to God. I'm telling you, I'm glad to be alive today, praise God. That came across my mind. I'm like, dear God, that was, you know, just thought about all those things, and, 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 and I thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share this. And uh, I need to share this with, 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 uh, with my friends and, and partners and members here in this congregation to say, uh-uh, just because you're pronounced with something doesn't mean that you can't have victory over it if you realize that you already have victory over it. Amen. See, I think for the most part, people have always tried to get something instead of believing they already had it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, watch this. Uh, so a positive response to the finished work of healing is what we're dealing with. All right, so th that was the primary. That was the foundation. The Word is the final authority. I got to know the will of God for my life. Now, once you settle that, once the, the Word is the first place. In fact, the Word is the first, first move when anything happens. When crazy stuff happens, the Word is the first move. What does God say about it? Baby need a pair of shoes, look, you got a light bill due, you even got a gas bill too. Word of God's the first move. It's the first move. I go to the Word. What does the Word have to say about it? What does the Word have to say about it? As a Christian, you are basing everything you do in this life based on God's Word. Amen? Amen. So now examine yourself. Are you responding to something without first of all finding out the will of God for your life? The will of God is the Word of God. Amen? So what does the Word have to say about this? 
What does the word have to say about this situation that just happened, this egregious, hurtful situation? What does the word have to say about it? What does the word have to say about uh, a job, promotion? What does the word have to say about all that stuff? First step. All right, the report is there. You've gone. You find out it's the will of God. You've turned to the word first. So what do we do? First Peter chapter 2, 24. Here's the first thing you, you, you get. Number one, watch this. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body and on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, watch this, by whose stripes ye, come on, were, what, healed. So number one, you've got to realize that I am already healed because he said you were, which means if you were healed, then you, excuse the English, if you were healed, then you is healed. <laughs> I would tell you, turn your name and say, I is healed, but I don't have like <laughs> You were healed, so you're healed. All right, so before anything has ever diagnosed over your body, say this out loud, I am healed. All right, now you maintain that stance. So if anything shows up, you don't change. You're no longer not healed just because the doctor saw something. You were healed, which means you are healed, which means you is healed, and you hold on to that regardless of whether you are, have no symptoms or you get symptoms, it doesn't change that stance. Amen? Amen. Number two, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, and this is number two, rest in the finished work of healing. So if you were healed, so now you got to figure out, now I'm going to rest in the finished works of healing. I'm, I'm not trying to get healed. I'm not trying to work for it. I'm, I'm going to rest in this. I'm going to find rest, which means I'm not going to stress. When situations happen, I've already decided to rest in this. Look what he says in these three scriptures here, verses 1 through 3. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us. Now, that doesn't mean fright here, okay? He says uh, a promise has been left us of entering into his rest, that any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2, he says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? It wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it. Verse 3. For we which have believed, all right, here is the authenticity of your belief. For he who has believed do enter into the rest. So when you say, I believe I'm healed, that means we should not see you in stress and worry. I believe I'm healed. We should, we should see you at rest. People ought to be trying to send you to a therapist because they're like, how, how is it that you're responding like this when a doctor just told you you're going to be dead in three weeks? You say, no, I'm, 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 I'm resting in what Jesus said 2,000 years ago, not what the doctors talked about going to happen in three weeks. I'm resting. I'm resting. And so what happens now? I find rest in what's already done. He says, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, he said, although the works were finished from the foundations of the world. So I'm resting in what's finished. And what is finished? Healing is finished. So I'm going to find rest in that. Now, 
Step three, here's the next step, step that's going to come up. So I decided, well, I'm going to go to the Word. I decided in the name of Jesus, I believe I were healed. I knew that now I had to move from stress to rest. It was, it was, it was, um, I, I felt it in my whole body. Every cell felt like it felt it. When, you know, you go in that room and you wonder why the doctor ain't called you back, wonder why he want to see you in the office, and you finally get there and you hear him say, you do have cancer, it's very aggressive. And I, I, you, you have to make sure that you keep your emotions under because your emotion wants to, to govern everything. And, and, and so, I, uh, you know, I, if I can control my mouth, I can control my emotions. So I just kind of just shut up. And he moved me into another room and immediately let's find out what we're going to do. And I went in that room and they started counseling where we're going to enter in from here and we're going we're gonna to shove this here and do that here and cut that out and, and, and do this and do that and you're not going to be the same and all this. And I'm thinking, this sounds Frankenstein. I, 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 all this cutting, uh-uh. And so I took off. I flew to New York and, 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 and just walked around and went shopping. And then a friend of mine called me up, and he had this little comedy show, and he says, we, we, we want you to be on this show. And I'm thinking, in this, why, what do you want me to do on a show? And I'm, and I'm like, I'm going to just deny it. Y'all don't know what I'm going through. And God said, do it. And it was a comedy show. And I said, all right, what, what's the part I'm going to play? He said, a funeral home director. I'm like, God. <laughs> a funeral home director? Funeral home director named Mr. Watson. I'm like, either God has a sense of humor, and this ain't, this ain't funny. <laughs> Went there and laughed all day long. And around midnight, I heard this word. He says, I told you laughter works like medicine. And I just had to keep my emotions in a place where they wouldn't rise up above. And so I knew I had to stay in rest. And so look at number three here. It's in verse 11, step number three. So I knew that there was going to be a labor. Labor, number three is labor to rest. I was not going to labor to get healed, but I'm going to labor to rest in healing. Labor to rest in, by his stripes you were healed. What does that look like? Well, that's what he was trying to show me. Uh, laughter works good like medicine. Um, uh, uh, speaking in agreement with what I'm already resting in. Um, praise and worship. The biggest thing was uh, go ahead and serve other people. Get your attention off yourself. Serve other people. So I never stood in this pulpit until it was over with and said anything. I didn't come into this pulpit and say, well, children. <laughs> well, children. <laughs> we bite at the end. Oh, Lord, Lord, Jesus, I got canceled. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I ain't even wired like that. Just keep going. Just keep preaching. Keep, keep, keep smiling. Keep studying. Keep meditating the word. Keep praising the Lord. That's, a, that's what labor looks like, to rest. I, was, I wasn't laboring to be healed. I'd already believed I'm healed. I'm laboring to stay at rest, to stay out of stress. So one of the things I would do is, 
I would, uh, I would spend time in praise. I would spend time in worship. I didn't want to talk to nobody what was going on. I wanted to stay extremely word-based on what I believe was already done. I came to church. I enjoyed people. I enjoyed life. I was laboring to stay at rest. And then sometimes when I would lay down, the thought would try to come, and I'd have to get in and just, just start confessing what I believed. I was laboring to stay at rest, to lift my hands up. I was laboring to stay at rest, to hear my favorite praise song. I was laboring to stay at rest, to get around people who were joyful and make I was laboring to stay at rest. That's what he's talking about. Don't get in stress. Do what you got to do. You don't labor from work. You labor while you're in work. You're, you don't labor from life. You labor while you're in life. I'm resting in life. I'm, re I'm laboring to stay at rest. Not to get healed. I believe I'm healed. I'm laboring to stay at rest. Not to stay in stress. That's probably the biggest part of this thing. Because if you go to sitting around, feeling sorry for yourself, looking at movies of people dying of cancer, Going to visit people at the graveyard, I'll see you soon. Uh-uh. Nope. You are laboring to stay at rest. Trust is the currency of the kingdom of God. As you trust him, you learn that God is faithful and will do exactly what he says he will do. I believe what Jesus did. I believe it's a done deal. I ain't walking out of this spot. It is God's will for you to be healthy and whole. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'll shout it to the mountaintop. I am not going to move. I fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Get today's message for your love gift of $7 or more. What kind of person are you? I'm a born again, five baptized, anointed person. I believe God. For your love gift of $35 or more, get the God Wants You Healed combo, including today's message, the Life Talks Health and Wellness 2 DVD series, and the How Do I Trust God mini book, all for only $35. Call or visit the website on the screen to order today. Cleveland, Ohio, Dallas, Texas. The Change Experience is on its way. Join Pastors Kreplo and Taffy Dollar for one night only, March 6th in Cleveland, Ohio, and April 24th in Dallas, Texas. As soon as we find out that this is happening again, my friend found out, booked a ticket straight away. This really, really, really changed my life. If you want to make real change, put away your judgment and learn how to just walk and love people no matter where they are. To say, Mira, you know, I love you, and I love me, and I love what I see. I'm the reflection of God, and God loves me, and I'm going to be all right, and it is all right. You don't want to miss these special events. You have to be here to be able to feel the atmosphere that is created and already set forth. It is indescribable. Go online to get your free seat today. We can't wait to see you there. After visiting many countries, we've come to this conclusion. We all have vital needs. Your generosity paves the way for our missions team to help out in some of the most impoverished countries in the world. We're able to give much needed resources to meet the physical and spiritual needs of many people. We are able to share the gospel of grace with people when we meet their physical needs. 
thank you for helping us change lives all around this world. And may God richly bless you. With your unwavering support, Creflo Dollar Global Missions is fulfilling God's mandate to reach the world with the gospel of grace. Visit CreflodollarMinistries.org and click on International Missions for a first-hand look at how you are impacting the lives of people all over the world. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes.